again and welcome to It's Not Rocket Science, five questions over coffee. I'm standing by with my uh, coffee, which is in my beer mug today. And James, I think you've got some water there in front of you. So I've we're ready Water from Edgbaston Cricket Ground, yeah. <laughs> we're ready to go. James, welcome to It's Not It's Not Rocket Science, five questions over coffee. James runs a, a, a consultancy organization called Purposeful, and you'll see that's slightly uh, differently spelt to the way in which it's spelt in the dictionary later on. Uh, but Purposeful is an organization which gets people to understand how their organization builds purpose into what they're doing so that they can retain stuff, etc. So I mean, we're going to have a fascinating discussion. Um, and James, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me, Stuart. It's great to be here. Terrific. Well, let's start with the uh, the first question I would start with, which what's the uh, what's the, the the problem that you're trying to solve in your ideal client? So when I think about my ideal client, I actually picture somebody who I helped before and I'm going to call him Paul because that's his real name. And Paul is a, is a leader of a, of a team. He has a team of 15 people. In this case, he's actually the managing director of a of a computer games company, but he might be um, leader of a team in a services organization or a software business a recruiter he might be a leader of a team in a, in a larger manufacturing organization even but what he's got is a problem because he wants to be a good guy he wants his team to be happy not least because it is taking up a lot of his time to manage them and keep them happy but he wants his team to be happy he wants people to be living good lives and he wants to be successful but he's got a problem People just aren't. It's hard work running the team. And actually, most of the time, the majority of his job is spent trying to lead his team to do things rather than actually growing his business or, or, or growing the team. People keep leaving. People need constant motivation to get anything done. The initiatives that he's launching keep falling flat. People do them for a couple of days and then fall back into old habits. And when he's not around, people either don't make any decisions or even worse, they make the wrong ones, things that aren't good for customers, things that aren't good for the business. And Paul just wishes that there was something to bring everybody together to make it slightly easier for him to run his team so they can all get on the same page and they can be more effective. Um, and so that's the that's the challenge that the Paul was facing, and I think it's a challenge that a lot of leaders will recognise when when they hear it. So, what's the thing that uh, Paul or who, or Pauline or whoever has been trying to do to resolve that problem without getting help? Well, I think that's an important point, Stuart. It could be Paul, it could be Pauline, it could be Paula, Paolo, however you want to however you want to pronounce it. And, and what uh, Pauline or Paula has been doing wrong is like many leaders i mean you see it in government surveys there's lots and lots of small business owners lots and lots of team leaders feel like the performance of their team is going to inhibit their growth and unfortunately mm -hmm. because we live in a society where there's this kind of cult around leadership um, they might believe that it's just about them uh, and they believe that they can come in and engage their team through sheer force of personality. So they're going to try and uh, inspire everybody individually. They think it's up to them to um, provide 
perks to provide meaning to everybody. They think it's all down to them. And it's just not sustainable. When you've got a team of, of 10, 15 people, you can't spend all of your time motivating everybody. You need to find something that enables them to motivate themselves from within. Um, so the first the first challenge or the first problem, the first mistake that Paula will make is that um, she will try and solve everything herself. The, the other thing that she might uh, do incorrectly is, because one of the symptoms that she's dealing with here is the team don't seem happy. She may buy an app or a perk scheme that on the surface should deal with some of the symptoms she's facing, but actually doesn't get to the underlying problems. So she might find a great system that enables them to get discounts at her team to get discounts at Alton Towers um, or to get access to a mindfulness app of so on. And these things undoubtedly will make a small difference but don't deal with the underlying fundamental challenge which is that her team in order to be satisfied in their lives and at their work want to feel like they're getting better at something that matters and the fundamental problem is that they're working in an environment where they don't believe that what they do matters the only people that benefit from their success are the people that own the business and the only benefit that's delivered to them is that they get richer so the fundamental underlying problem doesn't get solved by these uh, by these uh, by these solutions okay. that the poor or poorer undertakes and that is a fiendishly difficult uh, problem to sort of crack with papering over the surface isn't it the uh, you know the i remember a very um, clear example of, of somebody in my past where they decided they could solve the problem by giving everybody a slightly better car and they got the slightly better car and for a week they were happy but then they started getting to the yeah but you know now that car requires more fuel to make it go so I need an increase in pay because I'm spending more money on fuel because and and it became one of these sort of downward spirals and, and no matter how hard they tried that was never the answer. There were always other problems that that sort of incidentally created around the edges. There always are more problems. And ultimately, if the only thing that you can fall back on to try and motivate people to work harder is money, there's always going to be somebody else that can pay better better money or offer a package that, that, that is more suitable for people. You need to enable them to find their intrinsic motivation for doing a fantastic job for, for your business and, and your customers. And yeah, a nice car helps, being paid a lot of money helps, but it's it's window dressing if the fundamentals aren't in place. Great. So I'm hoping that there's a solution to this. And uh, James, that you can sort of point us in the direction with a, a valuable free action or free resource that people listening at the moment can actually take uh, and work for, through on their business. So if you accept the premise that what people want to be happy in their lives and to be motivated is to feel like they're making progress that something matters. What we need to do is show people that the work that they're doing matters in and of itself, not because it's making you money, not because it's making them money, but because it makes the world a better place. That is what I call purpose. And it's purpose is a term that you will hear bandied around a lot. Purpose in, in, an egg, in a nutshell, not in an eggshell, that would be weird. In a nutshell, purpose is this idea that the business, the organization you're working in, has a reason to exist beyond just making money. We define purpose as having four A's. It's an authentic, aspirational call to action for an organization and its stakeholders that advances the cause outside the organization. It's authentic, it's aspirational, it's action-oriented, and it advances others. So when you pursue your purpose, when you run your business day-to-day, -day, you benefit 
other people just by doing your business. And purpose can make people 30% more productive, 40% more engaged, three times more loyal. It can attract customers to your business. It can attract the right team members to your business. And organizations that authentically live a purpose are several times more likely to be profitable and they grow more quickly than organizations that don't have purpose when it's authentically lived. So the solution here is to focus on the benefit that your organization delivers to society by being in business. That helps you differentiate it. It helps you attract the right team members and attract the right customers and a virtuous circle grows. The challenge is, do you have purpose? And the free resource that I'm offering uh, people today is my quiz, my purpose quiz, which you can take on my website, which is coming along the bottom of the screen now as if by magic, purposeful.com, that's P-R-P-S-F-L.com slash purpose quiz. You can complete that quiz and it will help you to assess whether you have purpose today in your organization in line with those four A's. Is it authentically lived? Does it drive action? Is it aspirational? And does it advance others? Once you've taken this quiz, um, we'll send you an emailed report to help you understand how you can maybe drive a more authentic purpose or improve the um, understanding of your purpose within your organization and yield some of those great results that will solve your problem, Paul, Paula, Pauline, of people leaving your organization, people not making the right decisions, people not working hard enough. Brilliant. And as I said at the top, uh, that is how you spell the name of your organization, isn't it? It's purposeful, but it's P-R-P-S-F-L, purposeful. It's just missing all of those uh, vowel things that just get in the way yes. and, and, and trip us up. Like um, like profit-led businesses, vowels are very 20th century, Stuart. And we're, we're, we're trying to take them out wherever wherever we can. Also helps right. you to register a, a unique URL if you take them all out. But that's cool. <laughs> So I guess you've come to uh, this understanding through sort of having read and, and been influenced by a number of things. And so I'm going to ask you that. What is the book or concept or, or program that's influenced you or brought you to where you are today that you want to share with us, James? Well, this, the spark was really lit by Simon Sinek's Start With Why, which came out yeah. in 2009. And I know that, that you're not surprised by that. I suspect people watching this won't be surprised either. It's a very famous book. His TED Talk, The Golden Circle, is, is the third most watched TED Talk of all time. Simon Sinek in this book says people don't buy what you do. They don't even buy how you do it. They buy why you do it. Um, that's not the book I'd recommend, however. Um, the book I would recommend is his follow-up, Find Your Why, which is a great guide to actually figuring out what your why might be. And it's, you know, it's a book that has inspired me in, in how I talk with organisations uh, and do it. So, yeah, check out Simon Sinek's Find Your Why, because there's lots of great tips in there to help you find um, a purpose for your organisation or for yourself personally. Brilliant. So... James, there is only one question left, and it's the question that I make sure that I've not had to do any research or thinking about, which is, what's the question that you would have liked me to have asked you, should we have had this conversation with on your terms? And please make sure, as, as I often say to people, don't leave us in suspense, answer the question for us as well. So so the, the floor is yours to tell me what you would have liked me to have asked, and I'll marvel in the fact that it was probably a better question than I could have thought of. Well, I don't know that it will be a better question, Stuart. I mean, I like a I like a good debate, and I would have liked you to ask me why does this why does this matter now? Like, why are people getting excited about this idea of purpose now? Because um, it 
you know, I've, I've talked about some of the business benefits of authentically living a purpose in an organization, the greater engagement, greater loyalty, greater motivation, greater productivity. These things are brilliant, but it's not why I'm inspired by purpose. I'm inspired by purpose because in the UK, our productivity is completely stagnant. Mm. And there are lots and lots of people who do jobs to make money to pay for a lifestyle outside of work. They're just surviving. And they spend mm. nine, 10 hours a day doing jobs that suck at their souls. And I'd firmly believe that we will reach a happier place as a society and in our communities if we can find a way to connect people to the benefits that is brought to society in the jobs that they do. If you are happy at work, you go home, you're more likely to be happy with your family and with your friends. You're more likely to contribute positively to your society, your community and your local economy. You are more likely to be a good citizen. Having a job that 10 hours a day sucks the life out of you is torture. And I know there are some people who would love to have a job that um, that pays them for 10 hours a day and we, we should be grateful for the jobs we have. There are lots of people less fortunate than us. I appreciate that. But once you're in a job, you should be able to feel like you are making progress at something that matters. It is an aberration in modern society that we have set up organisations whose only benefit, whose only purpose is to make money for their owners. And actually, if we can connect people to the purpose of their their jobs and make them feel more connected and that they matter more we are going to get a happier society by default and that's why that's why we should do this our society will be better i think we have a moral obligation actually as leaders and as business owners to show the people we're working with that they matter and that we are making the world a better place as we work and i'll be honest most 21 year olds coming into the workplace believe that as well today and so you need to get on this bandwagon now unless you be left behind um i really think we can we are at a crossroads and we can together make our country a better place to live and that's why i think it really matters now i think it's an interesting point james and i will only add to it that i think too many leaders of organizations those team leaders those pauls and paulinas that we've just discussed who perhaps forget that the people who are working in the organization run perfectly good organizations when they leave the office floor or wherever they go, because at home they run church groups, they run scout groups, they run family budgets that, that balance, they're capable of resolving difficulties within the scout group. And yet whenever you ask them, you know, to take on responsibility at work, they'll go, well, you know, that's not what I'm paid to do. You know, we don't tap into the latent talent of people because we don't inspire that purpose within them, do we? We, we allow that latent talent to just be left at the at factory gate. Uh, and all of that that they bring with them, those personal points that they could actually contribute to work is left at the factory gate because they don't believe the purpose that they're serving is enough to inspire them to bring all of that to the fore and say, I'll take, I'll step up, I'll, I'll take on that. I've done it before. I've done, I, even if I haven't done it before, I know it's something I want to try. And we just yeah. don't inspire them. You're absolutely right. Because subconsciously, the question that they're asking themselves when you're asking themselves a problem is, I could do that, but the benefit of that will be maybe you get a slightly nicer car at the end of the year or you know, a faceless shareholder will get slightly richer. I don't really see why that would benefit anybody. And so you're relying on finding those people with personal 
pride and personal motivation to do it. And everybody has that personal motivation if we put them in the right circumstances. So, yeah, I couldn't agree more. Brilliant. Listen, James, this has been a really fascinating discussion. I think it's a fascinating topic. You're absolutely right. The uh, people who are currently at university uh, that we as business leaders need to grow our businesses in the next 10 years are sitting there wondering what's going to inspire me to join your organisation. And unless we are going to come up with something other than you'll get a nice pension, which, you know, let's face it, is something they're probably thinking that's a long way down the road and frankly the world will have heated up by then and I won't be able to make use of it let's be honest with them and let's start looking at things that we can say we have got a purpose for you being here and it will benefit society it will benefit the world and let's drive that home so James thank you so much for your for your time today really appreciate the time you've had with us um, if you would like uh, listening to be able to join people like James live to see the messages that they give here on uh, it's not rocket science five questions over coffee i do make sure that's the hand action that, that we don't uh, use anything else five questions over coffee this is the link to go to go to https colon forward slash forward slash tca.fyi forward slash subscribe that's tca.fyi forward slash subscribe get on the mailing list we send you an email on a Monday morning saying who's coming on this week. Uh, you've got and the time you can get on, listen, uh, interact as necessary. James, thank you so much uh, for being on. Uh, we wish you and Purposeful all the best. And I look forward to uh, speaking again to, uh, to you all uh, next week. Thanks very much. Thanks, Joe. Bye-bye.